0: Not often. I mean, I'd say it happens right in in these situations, but I would say it's a very, very rare occurrence that you see a horse enter a group. Let's put it this way. You see a horse enter a grade one race off of a 17 length loss as the favorite that seems like that probably never as, had, as a seven to five as a seven to five favorite even yeah. but even anything but sub two to one like i don't i would i would venture to say that's happened very very few times <laughs> uh, a 17 st link loss into a grade one
1: there were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared, who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it first seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner, there's one place that you wanna go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I wanna hit the exacta. Uh, there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most whether Churchill, Oakland, Lawn, Parks, and Matoga and all tracks in between there's only one site to go to when it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all the events racing dudes.com as good as it gets
2: what is up i'm
0: jared welchie Darren alterman this is the lakers off what's up dude
2: what's up man look at you you're still there what's going on
0: (laughs) (laughs) just don't want to leave you know i just don't want to leave i i love my situation so much that i'm still here uh no uh, i did I, i did close on the house so that's good uh that i've been in it for a week now i think uh what is today thursday yeah i think it was a week ago uh but i have no furniture and i have nothing and i've lost the screws on my bed um my bed frame so i have nothing to put together i'm waiting for those uh obviously i've got the boys and so i'm just kind of piecing it all together it's a it's obviously a much bigger house than i was in so uh it, it looks like i'm I, I sent you a picture the other night. I was like, "Look, I've moved in," and it's like it still looks like <laughs> the, uh, a brand new house with no one living in it. Yeah. So, uh, and that's where it's at. If it was just me, I'd be there. Um, I did stay a few nights, but uh, with the boys, I just, you know, we're
2: we're just we're taking our time. We're easing into it. <laughs> well oh yeah it looks beautiful it, uh, it's finished so that's good that's good closed i like it I did, um yeah you can tell I mean, like I, I'm, may, I'm done
0: with it i don't even make my bed so some
2: some people may have told you hey you need to get going on that furniture and uh so i don't i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well uh it, well
0: if it makes you feel any better well, you don't care but i mean uh the way furniture is especially with like couches and shit like even if i would have started yeah you know a month ago i still wouldn't have it so um but that's crazy uh but you know i just i'm in uh this weekend i'll probably be there but yeah i I just uh i just can't get away i just love it here so much (laughs) i did i did have the barbecue place yesterday so there are perks um uh you know to 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 live in here in our in our old hometown but uh come visit come visit me this weekend yeah
2: yeah you're going to be there all weekend i could i could come visit that would be no no
0: no i'll be i'll be at the new house i'll be at the new house um this weekend getting stuff ready hopefully uh let's keep our fingers crossed that the bed screws for my <laughs> my bed come in uh so i can put that together um it's funny they say like you're always going to lose something in a movie, and i was like man you know i did I felt really good about the way I kind of the process of getting movers and the, you know everything I did. And I was like, I, I don't think I like everything was perfect. As far as the boxes, there was no damage. And then, uh, I'm like, I can't find the, fr- like the, like the one thing, you know, that you need like probably one of the most important things. I need the freaking bed screws. And by the way, Ashley furniture <laughs> can go to hell. Like they, uh, they are not sponsoring today's show and any, sh- I, I, I hate that store so much um it never seems to uh to you know fail that they continue to lower the bar in terms of customer service and it's been a nightmare even trying to figure out someone that would sell me i was like (laughs) i'll pay you anything just tell where do i get the where do i get the damn screws this thing and finally i was able to get someone to to sell them to me yeah i I mean i I almost bought a new bed i'll be totally honest
2: with you yeah yeah actually furniture is pretty bad there's no doubt about it uh yeah there if you order from them you might have furniture next year that's usually how they are so uh yeah i mean you do always lose something usually it's like a a pair of flip-flops something like that but uh, yeah you lost something pretty important there screws to to put your bed together (laughs) that is pretty important but uh you you get there you get there i know how it is we moved in last about this time last year and it does take time uh to get everything situated organized and ready i think it's taken us about a year so that's what you got to look forward to
0: yeah no i mean like i said if it was just me and when i'm when i don't have my kids um it's i'm there all the time and i you know i'm I'm loving it but with, with with the kids it's uh sometimes you know it's easier they just like to to, you know, I think we might move in that, or my parents might move in with us when we when we officially. Uh, they my my kids have gotten so used to this whole uh, you know Susu and Papa situation yeah. at the at the house. So, anyways, yes, I am still in the basement. Uh, Grandma's Boy, Mark, is a great movie. I I'm, I love Grandma's Boy. Um, funny, that was an underrated movie because I didn't expect anything from it, and I watched it. And it, was, it was a long time ago, of course. And I was like, damn, that's that's pretty funny. Um anyways yeah i'm in the basement uh thank you everybody for joining us watching this live on facebook uh, youtube and twitter halterman uh welcome back you uh you, you made a an appearance at the indiana derby if i understand correctly
2: yeah quick trip to indiana left uh tuesday evening and got there kind of late picked up ricky at the airport and yeah the in- indiana derby yesterday uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and go into the best thing I saw today because I have to give a shout out to the people at Indiana. This, this was a, a really good experience. One of the best on-track experiences uh, the racing dudes have ever had, in my opinion. Uh, you know, really took care of us. Shout out to, to Rachel. She is super nice, first class. Uh, got, got Ricky and I set up. Uh, met Brie Mott uh, for the first time. She's a super nice person over at Stable Duel, so make sure to check them out uh you know very friendly uh our boy aaron west was there uh it was great uh uh shout out to uh scott shapiro shapper the capper he was there he was he was uh you know good to see him hadn't seen him in a while so it was all in all a really really good trip major shout out to them and let's look at this i got you one of these two this is what they're giving away growlers holy shit I uh, they, they everybody in this dining room a growler that said Indiana Derby. So I, I, I grabbed, like, I, I say I stole them, but they were free. But some people didn't bring them or didn't take them with them. So I, I got four of these puppies. So <laughs> I thought, my God, they gave away a growler? I mean, how cool is that? It reminded me, like, uh, there was a uh, restaurant, and I know you know, Jared, but people listening in our hometown called Bootleggers, yeah. and they, they brewed their own beer, and you could go buy beer, you know by the growler and i was like oh my god so yeah i got these puppies they gave us away uh, they gave away a lot of other stuff too so it was pretty cool now we now
0: were they did they have something in it when you left or were they empty
2: they were empty they were okay. empty that would have been even better um but yeah no they were empty like I said they i think honestly there was this one room and i think they gave away there were like hundreds of these i'm like holy shit that's pretty that's- cool
0: that's a nice. I mean, because sometimes it's like a hat or some bullshit, but I mean that's a that's a solid giveaway. Now, it wouldn't yeah. be a, a day at the track without seeing Halterman leave carrying cups, <laughs> cups or <laughs> supplies or shirts or what, I mean, whatever he can get his hands on. So I can only imagine whoever spotted Halterman, uh, you know, leaving the track yesterday with crawlers. Yeah. I mean, just it, it, perfect, right?
2: Yeah, I had four of them, and I were carrying them like this, like like <laughs> hooks, you know? So I just, they were banging Clink, together, clicking you know?
0: around, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, it was, well,
0: thank you. I, I can't wait to get mine. So yeah. put some Miller Lite in that and give it to me, please. So appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you'd
2: be proud of me. I drank Miller Lite all day yesterday. I was just like, you know, it's a long day. I can't hit the hard stuff because I won't make it to the United Derby. So I drank Miller Lite. It was a good buzz all the way through. Um, yep. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I probably had like maybe three of these full or two of these. Let's say. Well, I don't know. I, I don't remember.
0: Hey. hey, you know what? I get shit all the time at Miller Lite. You can just you stay a steady buzz. It tastes good, and as long as you just keep going, it's good. So, um, but no, I, I'm. I'm sound, I mean, the racing was was good. It was solid racing. Um, good. You know, it's kind of funny that you've had, you know, the weekend before Prairie Meadows where we were. You know, obviously Nick's go made his. Uh, uh triumph well i guess that was earlier like last weekend but that was i keep, keep thinking yeah. when's you know being the indiana derby it's on a weekend um but okay yeah. so you had prairie meadows you had that last weekend of course you have indiana derby two lower uh level race tracks that really brought it uh uh brought it there and then talking about the the horse uh i'll go into what the best thing i saw today and that's got to be what we saw from Nick's go at at Prairie Meadows. You know, we, we said on this podcast last week saying, well, I wonder what he will, what he'll do. And this is kind of maybe a retirement match for him, possibly retirement race. (laughs) You know, what is he going to do? Is he going to be done after this? Not only is he not done, I mean, shit, if they're not pointing to the classic after that performance, I get that it was Prairie Meadows. I get it that he faced not anything, but he beat the shit out of the field, came back with a really high number. He looked like himself Two turns, never, ever not run this horse two turns moving forward. I thought I was... I, I mean, I was super impressed by his performance. And I knew he's going to... I mean, we, we both sat here and thought he was going to win, so it wasn't shocking that he won. But he looked like the beast that we kind of thought he was at one well first split second after he went to Brad Cox what he thought we what we what we thought he was
2: they make the swing for home and it's Nixco. go Nick's go coming to the final furlong he is on a 5-6 length lead as they come down the lane last judgment rated our superstar battling for the minors no doubt about the winner Nixco go is back in a big way Yeah he's uh he was simply awesome and i know a lot of people like he didn't beat anybody he's pretty meadows he has pace set up all this stuff that's kind of what he does even when the races are a little bigger and a little tougher though he kind of just gets out in front and dominates and and so it was good to see him do that for my money he was more impressive than the winners uh, than the winner and the second place finisher uh, uh over at the suburban at belmont i mean max player you know beats mystic guy that they were they were unimpressive so Listen, I, I think Nick's go is is back in the conversation. And, and that's, you know, that's really good. And you're right. It's been, it's been strange. Like I was racing was probably better than anywhere else in the country last week. And this like at Indiana, it's like Brad Cox was there. Like I'm talking the actual, not, he did not like an assistant, Brad Cox, Tom Amos, Dallas Stewart, uh, Brett Calhoun. I mean, like all the trainers were there. They didn't just send assistance. Like I think Richard Mandela was the only one that wasn't there. And well, of course, he's not going to be there. That's a long trip for him. But they were all there. So it was weird to be like, wow, there's a lot of lot of people here. Yeah. And it was the same up at Prairie Meadows that, you know, the trainers were there. So it was crazy. I mean, what do you, because we, we've seen it before. We talked about it on the
0: show. It's not like crazy to say, oh, the horse out of the Cornusker. It is weird to say horse out of the Cornusker won the Breeders' Cup Classic, which, it, I mean, mm-hmm. it happened. But to say that it, the horse is going to go to the Classic, by any stretch of imagination, isn't is hard to believe, but there's a lot of talk. You know, where is he? Go? You know, is should he go to the Classic? You know, obviously Brad Cox has got a certain quality. Uh, we're going to see Mandaloon next week. Uh, he's got options. Obviously, Nick's Go is very talented horse. I, where are you? Where are you pointing this horse after that race? Because I. Okay, so Nick says Delmar Breeders' Cup Mile is two turns. I I want to say it's one turn, isn't it? Two turns. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's two? What wasn't Catalina Cruiser, wasn't that? Was it That the, was Churchill. Miles? That was Churchill Downs. Oh, it was Churchill, yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Um because in my mind I was thinking Catalina was there, but uh it wasn't. It was Churchill because that was obviously one turn. Okay, so yeah. being the two turn situation, are you sticking with the mile? 100%. Yep. Yeah. See, if, I think you go classic.
2: If, if Brad Cox didn't have the stock that he has, then I would go classic. But if you can, if you can enter essential quality in that race and he's doing well, I don't think you, I don't think there's any reason to have Nick's go in it. I would go try to win two British cup races. Now, if, if they get to that spot and Nick's goes like the only horse that he has or, or the best horse that he has, that has a chance to go a mile and a quarter and win the classic then. Yeah. But as long as essential quality is doing well, I, I think next go will go to the mile. And I think he's like three to five in that race. Um, and he, listen, there's a reason the horse didn't go to the suburban. And, you know, they're saying, well, he, he likes to go around two turns, but I don't think this horse really wants a mile and a quarter. So I, I, yeah. I'm going I'm going mile.
0: And Nick says also, and this is where I am, and this is, I I, I understand, but you know, they may not care really, but it's like, yeah. since he says, you know, basically since he won the mile last year, it's like, if he was going to be done, might as well, you know, do you try to like go out, your swan song, be in the classic? And that's where I'm at. It's just kind of like, great, you won the mile again. It's like, great, you, you, you're three to five and you won. It's like, great. To me, get some stones, Brad Cox. Try to run them in the, in the classic. I, I, that's where I would go. But Brad Cox is more of the tra- kind of trainer that he's going to spot his horse where he thinks he's going to win, regardless of the race. And so if he's sitting there with like you're saying, if Essential Quality, if he thinks he's good, doing well, he's going to win the Classic, or he thinks he will, you know. Uh, and then thinks Go can win the Dirt Mile. I mean, I guess that makes more sense. But I just like to, I'd like to add more pace and you know into the race, and just add a little more class into the race with go.
2: I, I get the I get where you're coming from. I, I don't necessarily disagree I to me. He reminds me a lot of like 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 a golden sense where it's just like the miles where he needs. You know, I think that's just where he's going to excel. But we'll see again. I think a lot of it's going to be dependent on on what happens like again with, with with Cox's other runners. Does he have a couple of strong hands for that race? Or if he gets there and it's like, hey, Nick's goes my best shot to win it. We're gonna put him in it, and and then it, it's even more so. Well, he's already won the dirt mile anyway, you know. Yeah. So, and we talk about it a lot. Does it, in the grand scheme of the Breeders' Cup, does a dirt mile really matter that much? Not really, you know.
0: No, exactly. Um, yeah. If he does go to the Whitney and run. Uh, or wherever they and he ends up, I mean, obviously that tells you a lot where they kind of decide. But if if he goes to the Whitney and want, wins again, I mean, I think you're you have to run go to the Classic at that point, right? I mean, that's got to be the, yeah. the
2: plan. Yeah, I mean, I, I that would be interesting. And, and Mark Mark says I'm anxious to see him against Maxfield in the Whitney. Uh, can Maxfield run him down? And I think that's that's a the major question, right? Because you got a mile and an eighth you got you know maxfield's going to be way behind him but will you know can anybody soften him up and and can maxfield catch him i mean i think that's i don't want to overstate it too much but that's almost like the the race of the year for the older horses so far if that happens
0: Mm -hmm. i just think it'd be fun to see you know with obviously with with a class of horses we have kind of coming in well we were still a bit away but the horses that are shaping up to run in the classic with the maxfields and course we saw mystic guide falter max you know max player whatever you want to say but you know even the three-year-old central quality hot rod you get put hot rod right out there with nicks go like that sounds like a lot of fun um <laughs> and, and definitely sets up a nice race but um i don't know we'll see i did to me personally i i would like to see him run uh I don't know. I I don't. It just to me. I'm old, but that's always how I am. I'm always like run them in the. I mean, I was like, if you got a horse, run them the classic. But I'm not a trainer, you know. And they obviously would. Brad go win three or four Breeders Cup races last year. Yeah, three last year. Or was it? I mean, he's was it four? He won the juvenile Breeders Cup juvenile turf.
2: Knicks. I think it was turf. Oh no, monomoy four.
0: Yep. There you go. So. I mean, he goes and spots his horses to win, right? You know, yep. so I don't necessarily think it's, you know, he, I, if he can get out. Yeah. I mean, I think if he can, he's just an interesting horse. I guess let's leave it at that. And I, I love the fact that he, when he is running well, he's a fun horse to watch because I think he's got a lot of, you know, a horse that can, you are saying she's running the mile. He also won, you know, the Pegasus at a mile and eighth. you know, we're talking about he running the classic, like that's a pretty good horse to have. Like he's got such, such a great cruising speed. Um. Yeah. Like Mark, you're saying that he can kind of give himself an opportunity in most any race. You know, unless it's one turn. Apparently, one turn, and in that horse just doesn't want to run.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the more I think about it, we talk about the Whitney now and him going up to Saratoga. He's kind of like a Liam's map in a little bit of a way too. He looks like Liam's map too. You know, he just goes to the front. And you yeah. got to go catch him and could could maxfield play that honor code role i mean that, that that's going to be a really fascinating whitney if that's how it sets up right and oh. there's some other horses that are going to that that aren't terrible either so it's not like it's going to be just a two-horse race um hey it's good to be brad cox you got a lot of options uh, you know he's a really good horse he's already won the pegasus world cup so i mean you know it's all gravy for 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 nick's go uh, as far as with since he's been with brad cox he's been pretty darn good
0: well, yeah, I mean, that's uh, for a horse that I think you and I both and probably most people listening would say before he was with Brad, you know, that gap. But you're kind of like if he goes away into the to the sunset, we don't care. We're not going to mm-hmm. talk about him again. He, You know what I mean? Like he was a nothing horse. He, he was that he was a he was nothing, you know. And so for that to get from that kind of horse to what he is now is uh is quite remarkable really yep. uh i would never have saw that coming from even whenever he got with brad cox you still kind of think well you know how good is he you know how Real good key. can brad be? yeah <laughs> yeah uh but here we are talking about where he should run all right let's get to today's show we're going to preview the one million dollar belmont derby invitational stakes and the 700k belmont oaks invitational stakes at belmont park this weekend some really good turf racing with Sounds like it's going to be a lot of rain as well. The dudes, uh, we're also going to rapid fire select some of the remaining stakes action this weekend at Belmont and Delaware Park. Let's go. They're on the Belmont Oaks Invitational. Belmont Park on Saturday. We got two big time turf racing to talk about the Belmont Oaks and the Belmont Derby. Race seven will kick things off. The Belmont Oaks Invitational Stakes, Grade One. We're 700 k This is, you know, again, we'll mile and quarter. We're both gonna be a mile and quarter on the turf. You've got the uh it's an invitational for three-year-olds and up. Philly's three-year-olds and up. It's a fun one or three year- olds I'm sorry and it's it's a fun one every year because it's it, it it's they've turned this race into uh, like the the turf series that you know as far as for three year-olds go for those horses that maybe aren't the type of uh dirt for the Oaks and Derby and thing you know triple crown you got these horses that you know of course run from here and then run you know run a Saratoga uh, as well so. When you bring purses like this, 700K, you bring the Euros as well. So you got number five, Santa Barbara for Aiden O'Brien. Got Euros in both races. This horse is even money. We got two Aiden O'Brien horses, heavy favorites in each one. Aiden O'Brien, Ryan Moore, even money. Seems like a tough one to beat, especially considering, and I'll say it, I'll let you go, but the weather seems like it might be rainy.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt you're going to get a soft turf course here. Uh, you know, I, I, the the weather for tomorrow, tomorrow being Friday, uh, as we record this on Thursday, is not good, right? So even if it kind of stops and we get, you know, a clearer day on Saturday, which who knows what's going to happen, it's still going to be a pretty soft course. Uh, I don't foresee these two races coming off the turf. Uh, if they run two races and that's it, it will be these two on the turf. So, uh, I, I do think they'll try to run them. I listen, I'm with you. I think the euros have a big advantage with how uh, you know the this 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 turf course is gonna play. Um, and I went right to Santa Barbara the five. I think I think she's a little better than than our horses and the rest of them coming in. um you know, on debut one over a soft turf course. Uh, and then last time out, I thought ran a race. It just looked to be a little bit better visually than what I've seen out of the other ones, uh, uh you know, in here. So I think Santa Barbara's got everything you're going to want. Um, you know, Aiden O'Brien obviously trains, Ryan Moore comes in to ride. That's obviously a pretty good sign that Ryan Moore says, you know what? Uh, I think this horse is good enough that I need to need to ride her in this big one here and come overseas uh, for him to the United States. Thirteen day layoff. Uh, that's the, that's the thing that some people may pause on, but they, Aiden O'Brien runs his horses back quick. He's done this before coming over here and want to race off like a, a week layoff. So Santa Barbara for me.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, I looked up the. I was just checking out the weather in Elmont, New York, and they're in a tropical tropical storm warning currently. So um, it, yep. it might be kind of rainy. I don't know. Saturday looks like it might be sunny. Like the weather might be okay Saturday. So I'd be surprised if they like they don't if they move the race or anything, but I just think it's going to be a very soft, and I would imagine you know no racing on turf for the next you know full Friday, um, just yeah. because to keep the turf course good. But no, I'm I'm with you. Um, I probably would have picked this horse anyways, you, you know whether you know, for, regardless of the rain um, situation. But this horse just seems like a standout to me. Um, when it comes to well, you know three straight grade one, group one races, this horse has been running in. You know, granted, I, it, the weird thing about this horse is that you know she, she's still eligible for like an allowance type race. You know, she, she she's just a. She she won her maiden and they went straight to the Guinness <laughs> and then they spat three straight you know Group One races for so you can tell what they thought of the horse or what they think of the horse and now here we go to a Grade One race overseas uh, for them so obviously you know and mind you this horse was came out of that maiden race as a favorite <laughs> in the Guinness okay then the horse is a favorite again even though the horse gets pounded in this race and then comes back and nearly wins it's like. That's those, this horse has been running against really good horses overseas, obviously much higher level of racing than a lot of our horses have seen. So to me, I, you know, Plum Ali, obviously the Plum Ali, Lima, that was kind of, you know, obviously they, you know, you know, going at it again here, wonder again, where Lima won. It's like, I don't, I just, it's like I don't see those two horses really sniffing this Euro horse here.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think one big factor we're kind of leaving out is that there's only two horses in the race that have had, had a, had a run at a mile and a, and a quarter. She obviously is one of them. She's won a mile and a half. And then the other one is higher truth. And I, and I think uh, Nick was at you. Yeah, it was, he, he likes higher truth and same thing. Two races at a mile and a quarter, one on both one, i on over this track. I kind of like that. And 12 to one is what you're getting on that Chad Brown horse. Mm-hmm doesn't maybe have the class of some of these other ones but there's no question the horse can get the distance i think that's a big factor when you look at a field and it's like some of these other ones i'm not sure they're really wanting to go that far where we know aiden's can and we know chad's can and oh by the way aiden aiden o'brien chad brown on the turf and both their horses are the two that have proven they can go a mile and a quarter Hmm, pretty good pretty good combination there. (laughs) yeah so
0: Look at that breeding on the I three two Galileo. I mean, this horse, maybe this horse has not been yeah. familiar with a soft track yet. You know, it hasn't been racing overseas to kind of have that familiarity, but look how the horse is bred to yeah. be a Euro runner.
2: I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally for playing. I mean, I would maybe play the exact box three, five. I seriously, I, cause I, I think you're totally right about the breeding, the connections, everything. I, I And I think if you're going to play the five, like you don't want to play an exact box five seven with a seven to two shot or a five one even with the five to one, you want the value horse to throw in there, and the three definitely provides that.
0: You know, another horse that's interesting is the two Serona, uh coming in from overseas as well. Another euro. You, get, you know, it's this was interesting because I saw yeah, I saw a PR today from from uh, from Naira about how this horse is going switching to staying overseas, staying here in America, I should say. Um, following this race and going to the chad brown barn so here you go another you know chad brown euro horse and uh i thought it was interesting i mean it's obviously a good sign you know this horse probably will be in some big races this summer and fall that this is where you know they, they've decided to, to go from um the euro to chad brown that's obviously a usually a really good ang- uh, angle but it's interesting because a lot of times you see with Chad Brown in that situation, like this will be his first start with Chad Brown, so or she will, you know. So they're waiting to run, you know, join her, join his barn after the race. Um, I think she's she's interesting just from a you know she like again the Euro standpoint, you know, ran this distance one time at this distance, finished uh, a really good second in the Group One race on a soft surface. So to me, uh, this horse is interesting because I the way she's kind of changed tactics, hit back and forth. She's got a shot to be on the lead here and, and that might make things a little bit interesting. Distance wise does not seem like an issue. So the two is interesting at 12 to one. The three is interesting at, uh, at 12 to one. And obviously the favorite, I like playing, uh, you know, a five, two, three exacto, like a will five yeah, over that, two,
2: three. I, I mentioned Sirona as well. Um, I think leaving her here means we're going to see her, you know, Saratoga Oaks and then back for the, for the last leg of it at Belmont in the fall. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's a horse that's going to excel over here. Uh, you know, two races back, group one race, soft turf, long champ, second by a head. So I'm with you. I think the two is another one you're going to put on a ticket. Uh, at worst, you're going to put her underneath. Um, but again, you're taking a price, and I think that's the key. If you're going to play Santa Barbara, you need prices. and And I think those two, I mean, I, I think we see this race – very similar i think that one makes total sense as well
0: uh athena that's the horse you were referring to earlier uh one actually yes. won this race uh this exact race yep. for aiden o'brien off of six days six days on the mm-hmm. layoff ran um judmont uh group one race finished third on july 1st that was 2018 in july 7th won the belmont oaks so uh, obviously I believe, don't quote me on this. I believe it was Aiden O'Brien's only or first and only, um, win in this race as well. So obviously he knows a thing or two about winning the race, you know, as he did it recently, knows a thing or two about, you know, it's almost like probably followed the blueprint, right. Of Athena to this, you know, mm-hmm. in, in terms of getting this horse to run. Um, so to me, there's no, no concern whatsoever with her, um, in this race, I, 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 we'll go. We can go. Is that your? You want anything more? You want to talk about this? Because I would say, I I tended to lean a little more heavy on the confidence wise on this Euro versus the other Euro in the next race, um, for A. Yep. O'Brien, same same barn. So we'll just move over to race nine. That's the Belmont Derby yep. Invitational Stakes, and just real quick, we both are on number five, Santa Barbara, in the Belmont Oaks. They're off in the Belmont Derby. Invitational race night. It's a Belmont Derby group one with a million dollars for three year olds, of course. Going a mile and a quarter on the turf field of nine in this one and seven to five on the Aiden O'Brien Ryan Moore uh, angle as well. Number two, let's see if I can say this Bolshee Ballet. I don't know. Ballet. I'm going to guess it's Ballet, Ballet, ball, Bolshee Ballet. Either oh, way, joy, ballet. seven to five. Uh, another heavy favorite, hard love at five to two, 92 and du jour now with Belmont, not Bob Baffert. It's Flavien Prat there to ride. This is another one, you know, that uh, it, you're kind of like, okay, if you're not gonna play. Um, to me, okay, so to me, seven to five is 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 low. Obviously, I still think this horse it is gonna be my top pick to win the race, just because again, you, it's hard to go against nine to two on Dajour. Let's talk about that horse for a second. This is a horse that made us a lot of money uh, last time out. Not long, no longer with Bob Baffert, with Bill Mott. How, nine to two is very playable on this horse. Who's been a very, very damn, probably the best turf horse, three year old turf horse we have in the, you know, in the United States.
2: I don't think there's any probably about it up to this point. He, he has been, the problem is what you just mentioned away from Bob Baffert. Now that's obviously a big issue, but Bill Mott, very good trainer, but it's just like, well, did, did your have a little extra now? Does he not? You know, I, I'm going to look at a horse named following C. Okay. Who, who, Transferred to Todd Pletcher's barn after being with Baffert, looked like a monster with with Baffert. Transferred to Pletcher, was a monster again. So I think DeJour is going to be my play. I came into it thinking no, probably not, but I'm kind of with you. Nine to two, if you can get that, that's worth it to me because all of a sudden he, yeah. you know, if, if Baffert's here and none of that ever happened, the horse is probably the favorite or second choice at least, and it's two to one. I kind of think Dejour at nine two makes sense. I, I put Dejour on top here. Um, I, I thought his race in the American turf was better than anything I'd seen from a three-year-old turf horse all year. So I, I, I'm definitely high on Jour. I'm very excited to see Sainthood finally get on the turf as well. And he's 10 to 1 here. I like that price for him. Um, they tried to put him on the turf last time out in the Penine Ridge. He got rained off. Um, You know, hopefully, unless it is a complete monsoon, he will be running on the turf here. Um, Yeah, I I like Sainthood at 10 to 1, too. So I like a couple of uh, of, of prices here uh, with Dejour and Sainthood. Um, I'm kind of with you. I think you got to throw the favorite in there. Um, You're not going to leave Aiden O'Brien off. I'm with you, though. I think 7 to 5 is a bit short. I don't know if he'll actually be that price, but if he is, I think it's a bit short.
0: It's not often i mean i'd say it happens right in in these situations but i would say it's a very very rare occurrence that you see a horse enter a group let's put it this way you see a horse enter a grade one race off of a 17 length loss as the favorite that seems like that probably never as as a seven to five as a seven to five favorite even but even anything but sub two to one like i don't i would i would venture to say that's happened very very few times (laughs) Uh, a 17 Saint Link loss into a Grade One, seven to five favorite. So that's kind of that's where I'm at with the horse. Do I think this horse is got a fantastic shot of winning? Yes. If you said who are you picking to win the race, it's the two because obviously this horse is. You know, you look you, you scratch out, which is you know very handy to do, right? If you scratch out the last effort. This horse was like making the the move up the the you know mm-hmm. what i mean like this horse was like gonna be a big you know galileo horse you know huge kind of uh ownership and obviously aiden you know been running all the right races and kind of getting better and better and than you kind of you know, was a favorite in that in that group one that kazoo derby at epson and and then just was, was just not good at all so this horse has been the favorite in most you know in like what i think four of the six starts of, of this horse's career so like could the horse win and win impressively? Yeah, and probably should, to be honest. But there's plenty of opportunities out there um, in terms of trying to make money in this race. So two is my pick. Sainthood is super scary to me. Just because, like, yeah, you don't think... Like, that. this is a massive step up, and it is. But, you know, like, Todd Pletcher's a pretty damn good trainer. I've told you I think he's the best trainer of all time because he can just win with any kind of horse. And... We saw what he did with that damn Damzajel horse, and that should be that should be permanently ingrained in everyone's minds that this guy knows how to enter horses and knows that when a horse is doing well, Sainthood to me gets him on the turf could be dangerous. Dejore, if his horse sits sits or anywhere near nine to two, even though you do have the Baffert to to Mod Angle, you never know. But I'm a, I'm I'm honestly more concerned. I don't maybe you're not the distance with this horse than mm-hmm. I am. Uh, than i am distance slash just this horse has been running you know santanita and then got a you know fast track it or firm track it you know how is this horse going to handle uh here you know in this situation seems like a lot Sw- trainer switch obviously so i, I get it nine is playable uh i did i think those are my three horses that i'm go- you know gonna play heart you know du jour, sainthood and the two uh the, the favorite there
2: yeah i i think you're right i mean it's always a big question mark uh how a horse that's been running on on just firm turf you know and not even a drop of rain and now <laughs> is going to be in this situation so does yours got some question marks it's a, it's a lot of
0: there's a lot of there's a lot of things like just a lot of variables that are being added not that it like the horse doesn't care right, right? but you know new trainer you know going longer than ever you know, coming to Belmont for the first time ever, most likely a very soft surface for the first time ever. So there's a lot of, like, step up in class easily for the first time ever. So there's just a lot of those, like, unknowns for DuJour that you wonder, you know, how that's going to translate into this kind of race. Yeah,
2: for sure. What One question we had, uh, do you guys think Hard Love will hold as a second choice? Uh, Nick says he feels like that horse will not hold as a second choice. Um. You know, Jonathan Thomas won this race with Catholic Boy, so I think people will remember that and have confidence in him. Uh, Also, Hard Love beat older horses last time out. I know it was just an allowance race, but he beat older horses. I think people will look at that and say, yeah, I think that horse is pretty decent. Um, I don't know. I think it's a good question. I think it's possible, honestly. Um, we'll see. Yeah, that horse has been really good. Uh, you know, one, one, uh, you know, on de- our the uh, 2021 debut, I should say, one of the stakes at Aqueduct, you know, kind of moved up and, and ran an even a bigger race next time out. So did you, did you look at hard love? I mean, I, I agree that five to two might be a little short, but. Oh, I mean-
0: yeah, I, I hated the price. So, but to me, this horse has proven, obviously that was, you know, an older situation last time, which was nice, but this horse has proven to run off of Lasix. So okay. Um, obviously one at belmont like you said is one at belmont uh twice frankly you know this is obviously a step up but i mean i would like to see somewhere in that nine to two you know four or five nine to two range that would be more appealing to me than five to two so i but the problem is to to, to that question is if that if that if that's going to Who's go- is DeJour? I mean, is is the nine to two? And du- you, someone's gonna have to move. Yeah. Is it DeJour and Sainthood? Like Sainthood goes to like five to one, and DeJour's like five to two, and Hard Love's like seven to two or four to you know somewhere in that ballpark. Like, is that more likely? You think it's gonna happen? I, I
2: think it's possible. The problem is I don't know how Aiden's horse is gonna get bat. Like in the Oaks, I've got a really good idea. She, Santa Barbara will get bat this one doesn't look like a horse to me that will be seven to five at post. And so then if that horse doesn't get bat that hard, then all of a sudden there could be yeah. a few that are lower because I mean, that's, that's a pretty heavy amount of money that the, that the two is going to have to take to be seven to five here.
0: It could also, it could also be uh, depending on what happens with uh, uh, Santa Barbara, you know, if she goes out and doesn't run well, yeah, um, you kind of want that in the, you know, but if she goes in the opposite end, she goes out and, was is awesome you know ultra impressive then you're kind of like well shit aiden's gonna cut he brought in two monsters and here we go yeah. again so that horse might be i think nine to five eight to five i'd be surprised if it's anything higher than two to one
2: now you're probably right and you're right if sainthood wins by our sainthood if uh, santa barbara wins by six you know the two horse in this race might be fortified <laughs> <laughs> yeah and all of a sudden we got value on anybody else so um, so who's we'll your who's see. your final who's your top pick of the race du jour? Oh i'm going to number five du jour. Uh, i i'm i'm not gonna get away from him um i've i've done well with him the last two times and we'll give him another shot here i i'm not overly worried about the trainer switch and that may be a dumb statement but i'll take DeJour again maybe
0: i'll wait to ask uh, you know as far as get an answer at least uh you know what if he doesn't run well is it is it kind of like it's over you know in terms of any horses with Baffert it's like you just kind of have to just forget about it until you know because you you have taken the stance so have I you know you're not gonna you know not gonna to rank horses and whatnot trained by Baffert or anything until proven otherwise like you know Gamine for instance like you're not like her resume was blank you know until this yeah. last race you know until it's so like are you gonna kind of do that with Jour?
2: Yeah, I think I think that's fair to do. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I, I brought up Following C, a horse that was was uh, was really good with with Baffert and then went to Pletcher and was still really good. I think we kind of talk about that yeah. uh, when Service and Navarro lost all their horses and we were like, well, let's see if they're any good. And then it's a horse like Frenzy Fire who was with Service. And now he's with Green and he's still a really good horse. I know he lost last weekend, but it doesn't matter. He's ran very well without him. Sometimes a horse is just good. Yeah. And I think those guys can take him just to that elite level because they're already really good. And then and then they do things they shouldn't do and, and make him just unbelievable. Um, but De jour, I, I think he's really good. Um, so the the other problem with this, like following C was in on a fast track at the distance he was he knew he ran at. So if he ran badly or poorly, you could say, well, it's because he's away from Baffert. There's so many different factors here. You're not gonna have a definitive answer. If DeJour runs poorly here, I wouldn't just toss him down the drain. Like he's gonna have a lot of built-in excuses other than the Baffert, you know, factor.
0: Yeah, the horse has won three in a row, has, uh, you know, multiple links um, and, and in all those, well, one and a half in the last one. But, uh, to, you know, multiple links in the in the previ- uh, previous others, group two, you know, grade two winner, doing everything right. Uh, it's You know, like it's hard to kind of sit here and be like, well, you know, I'm going to take a wait and see approach. So I definitely understand why <laughs> why you're still on the horse now, like I said, I'm using the horse as well. You're on number five. DuJour is your top pick. I went with number two, and I'm going to butcher the name yet again, Bulashi Ballet. <laughs> Ballet.
1: Bulashi bon Ballet.
0: Time for rapid Fire, presented by the Inside Track to the 2021 Haskell Stakes. That's right. The Haskell Stakes, it's not this weekend. It's next weekend. But our Haskell Stakes wagering guide will be available for pre-sale now. Really. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, it's for sale J- Friday, July 9th. That's today. If you're listening to us live, tomorrow it will be available for pre-sale. It's all exclusive, inclusive wagering guide for the 2021 Haskell Stakes. Features a depth analysis of all six stakes on the card that day, Saturday. Uh, what is it, July mm-hmm. 17th, I believe, for including the one million dollar TVG.com Haskell Stakes. But guess what? It's Saratoga opening weekend, so you know we're gonna have Saratoga on there as well. That guide will also feature analysis of the 500K Diana. And the Sanford. So we got two bonus races. So eight stakes. Obviously, you'll have everything from the undercard at uh, Monmouth Park on there as well. So how to play the entire Monmouth card, including all those stakes. And some, some Saratoga action. You know, we, we talked about what to do this that weekend. Obviously, the Haskell. It's like, we got to do the Haskell. Because the Haskell is shaping up to be a, a really, really good race with good horses, you know, that, that are pointy mandaloon, obviously. Hot Rod Charlie, those are the two uh two kind of headliners there but you know and obviously this should be um but saratoga we're like shit we got we got to do saratoga you can't have saratoga running and not talk about it um so we'll have that as well so eight stakes on that's gonna be a really good guide make sure you go to racestews.com on the products page to go ahead and get that pre-sale so that way when it's available it's just in your dashboard and it's ready to go all right Let's kick things off. Let's go let's stay at Belmont Park. We're going to the race right in between the Oaks and the Derby. Race eight, the victory ride stakes, grade three, with 150 for uh, Phillies. Three year olds going six and a half furlongs, field of eight lines up for this one. Two to one on Australasia. This horse has never lost for Brad Cox. And I know at one point you had told me, like, yeah, you know, this horse just is, you know, the Louisiana bred, it's, it's okay, not great. The waters keep getting deeper. This is not necessarily a super deep waters for this horse, but. Do you trust this horse enough to pick?
2: I do, but I didn't pick her. I mean, I, I definitely think if you're gonna pick her, you, you should have confidence by now. She's she's one enough. <laughs> um, I, I went with the horse, just one to her inside and I did it basically because I just think the price is too good here. I went with number six red ghost on top. 10 to one on the morning line. Last time out, won the Miss Preakness Stakes. Johnny V uh, has rode this horse both races this year. She's won them both. She's, he's back on again for the third straight time. And, uh, you know, the horse by Ghost Sapper, Ghost, Bap, Ghost Sapper, pretty good uh, sire when it comes to off tracks. And I think that's what we're going to have here. I'm going to give Red Ghost a six horse a shot. I, I like that 10 to one price. I think she's can kind of stock the pace on the outside. I think Johnny Veal put her in a good spot, and I think she's going to have a shot to run them all, or not to run them all down, but to run down a couple that are ahead of her and then hold off the rest.
0: Yeah, I like i like that uh, you picked her because I was on the fence between taking... I wanted to take a prize here because I'm, I'm with you. I think Australasia, I mean, if she wins, it's not shocking to set the race, kind of sets up well for her as well. But you, I just, I just, I don't know. I mean, she's not... To me, she's not great, and she obviously hasn't been running in great races. It's just, this is definitely deeper water, so to speak. Um, I went with the horse just to the inside of the six, but I like your six as well. I went with number five, super sensational at eight to one. So you and I are both going with prices. Listen, I, I, I get this horse wasn't con- awesome in the eight bells. But look, I mean, this horse was finished fourth, you know, only beating five, but obligatory, day at the office, make mischief. I mean pretty good horses there and then this horse finished third in the fairground oaks going obviously going longer but you know cutting back but you know good horses that day with travel calm i understand travel calm clearly aren't necessarily aren't that great now um but this horse has ran good races especially going shorter i like the fact that you get pratt on board for me a, a horse that hasn't been seen since the end of april you know, showing up in a race like this you get pratt that tells you a lot i think it tells you a lot too about your six that john velasquez who's was on the horse is now with wesley ward and on the horse he rode prior as well so it should tell you you know as far as who likes how he likes the six but for me super sensational i think the race sets up you could see her um making a little bit of run and and if that track i'm kind of playing this horse has never been off on an off track, but I'm kind of just playing if the ho- if the race is, which I imagine it is. Um it's you got the curl and sire on that end and you gotta think the horse might might do okay and on an off track. So I went with number five super sensational. Alright let's go to Delaware Park now on Saturday for race five the Dick Memorial co-sponsored by Ricky's Rockets <laughs> and the Magic Mike Show. It's a grade three with 150 for Phillies and mares, three year olds and up going one and three miles on the turf it's the robert g dick memorial just to be clear there uh it's a field, field of nine lines up for this one five to two on michelin uh is your favorite anytime you have a five to two shot as a favorite you know that the field is wide open and this one looks no different blame debbie at nine to two six to one on tipple city tear uh, seven seven two on delica eight to one on law Drognada, dron, drongtea, Uh, what do you think of this Phil?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna regret this, but I I, I never can't really get this horse right. But I <laughs> went number five, Temple City Terror on top. I, I just see a ton of pace lined up here. And I think this is the best closer in the race. Horse won last time out at Churchill Downs in a pretty tough stakes race, coming from 16, 17 links off of it. Um, you know, I I you know I just look at this horse. She's faced some really nice ones three races back got beat by summer in saratoga who came back to win a race at the indiana grand uh, yesterday by the way and looked pretty good doing yeah. it um i think if the pace sets up this is the one you want i think temple city tear comes flying late and gets the job done i like the price of six to one as well well listen
0: i'm i might be uh, regretting it as well if this horse wins because i i had temple city tear as my pick and i just i didn't feel good about it i ended up Changing it to the nine, um, Law Dragon Dragon Dragonteya. um, Clement on the turf. This horse for on debut for this for uh for Clement, going a mile and a quarter was really good. You had Rosario on board there. Rosario comes back in another allowance race at Belmont, and the horse just had troubles just a lot of trouble the whole way. Got really had trouble late in the race just didn't have a really big chance to run late in the race so comes here you got a chance you do get trevor mccarthy to ride with with rosario with rosario obviously staying at uh, at belmont but to me this is a horse that kind of gets a pass for that next race after a really good debut in the united states so to me at eight to one um there's a little bit of value there for a horse that you know, it's been lower odds in the previous races. So I'm going to take a shot with the, with the nine at eight to one. I hope I don't regret switching from Triple City Terror. <laughs> and finally, let's go to race nine at Delaware Park, though. We're handicapped grade two or 400K for Phillies Mayors, three-year-olds and up, going one and a quarter miles. This is a nice little field of seven with three to two as your morning line favorite on that. number five, Bonnie South. So I told you earlier, I think earlier in the show, off air, that uh, three to two. On Bonnie South as a favorite, you know the field is relatively weak when you're getting three or two on Bonnie South. We saw her at a short price, you know, because every, every horse in the race scratched uh, last time out, but that's not the case still here. yet.
2: she's still three to two. Are you going to play her just because you have to? I don't think you have to, do you? I mean, I, I don't... I'm going to go the six horse Miss Marissa on top. I, I Miss Marissa beat... Bonnie South and the Black Eyed Susan back last October. Um, you know, kind of ran on a sloppy track last time out. Set the pace, faded a little bit, kind of went a little too fast, I think. Um, I think we'll right back here. I look at I look at the pedigrees and I look at Bonnie South being by Munnings, it's like, I don't know if that horse wants a mile and a quarter. And then you look at the running style and it's like, she's gonna need to want a mile a quarter because she's gonna have to run late. You know, her, she has to make up ground late. Give me the horse that's going to be in front of her. So I'm oh, yeah. going to go to number six, Miss Marissa, in an upset here. I, I think she's a little bit tighter this time out, second off the layoff, second time over the track, has the pace advantage over Bonnie South. Um, you know, I I guess I would play Bonnie South in second, but I'll, I'll try to beat Bonnie with Miss Marissa here at 6-1. to one.
0: Well, let's just put, to me, uh, I'm picking, I'm I'm on Bonnie South here, because, like, to me, if she can't win here, if she doesn't win here, then she's the ultimate, you know, it could be an allowance, could be a claiming, it could be a Breeders' Cup grade one race, she's gonna finish second or third, it doesn't matter, because she should win, like, she runs a really good second, honestly, probably one of her best efforts of her career, uh, to to Latruska, you know, last out in the Ogna Phipps, obviously Latruska, pretty good pretty good horse um granted that race was i mean she did beat as the devil she kept running but she's the kind of horse that like just keeps coming and coming and coming and i'm with you on the distance you kind of wonder about that but the other side you like maybe on the, the damn side with the tappet you get you get some of that distance pedigree but she she's never like super fast but she's never slow she's just kind of grinding so you kind of think the mountain quarter might suit her Brad Cox you get flow we're wondering what we talked about flow in the last you don't know, you don't know what you're gonna get out of flow uh, it seems like these days but you know you got to think this is why he's here right it's uh it's flow blow mm-hmm. the jock on uh, brad Cox's horse in the big race that Delaware uh, a, a, a good friend of mine uh, a friend of ours I won't you know kind of said Brad loves to ride ho- run horses when, when he can be really short prices and or they're gonna win you know at short prices and when he doesn't win at short prices, he kind of scratches his head like man didn't see that coming and i kind of feel like that's where we're at with bonnie south that's why she's here i feel like he kind of got lucky too because the race came up pretty weak we've seen better delaware handicaps so i'm on number five bonnie south i don't have a <laughs> i mean to me win or lose or draw whatever like i don't i'm not like oh bonnie south that's like the next like you know next time with latruska she might have a shot like no I'm not, not, no. I just think it's a factor of distance plus just being the best horse of the race, which is kind of
2: funny to say. Um, but yeah, I'm at number five, Bonnie South. It really wasn't that long ago. The Delaware handicap was the race of the year when blind luck and having a grace ran in this race. And now it's like, this is a horrible race.
0: Well, you look at this race. Okay. 2020 Dunbar road, whatever elate won it back-to-back years in 19 and 18 songbird won in 17 i'm a chatterbox (laughs) whatever 2016 Uh, like you said royal delta won it back-to-back years blind luck Uh, i mean this is like a like you said like this was like you know that non-saratoga race that was like a highlight you know older phillies and mares race of the summer every year and now it's like Mm -hmm. bonnie south is three to two favorite (laughs) i mean that's pretty much sums it up right (laughs) so the time we have check us out of racingdudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page click the late racing dudes premium button on the menu at racingdudes.com to learn more again you can go get that haskell wagering guide the pre has begun about to begin whenever you're listening to this so you want to go ahead and get your hands on that it's going to be coverage for all next weekend at monmouth park of course with the haskell six stakes, two more at saratoga including the diana so all that will be included it's a great guide you have it so you just have it you go check in your dashboard it'll be right there um and uh it'll be available for you so go ahead and pre- get get your hands on that pre-sale uh sometime in the next week all right uh final thoughts on oh uh magic mike they they did belmont mm-hmm. uh, belmont park late pick four so obviously go get their take as well on uh it's obviously going to be a very challenging card i'm imagining especially with that late you gotta imagine it's going to be you know, scratches, and, and I'm sure Saturday morning will be really fun for all of us um, just with scratches and changes, and obviously dealing with the weather changes. So uh, stay tuned and make sure you watch them and get their take on the Belmont uh, Late Pick Four as well. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitchery, website, racingdudes.com. Final thoughts, Halzerman, what you got?
2: Well, I think I think most everybody that listens to the show knows that the, everything gets updated. So if you buy a product, make sure, you know, 20, 30 minutes before the last post or before the first post to refresh your browser, everything will be updated. Uh, if you didn't know that, make sure you're doing that. If it's the weekend like now or this weekend. It's just, who knows, you know, starting tomorrow. Uh, hopefully we get lucky and there's some turf racing Saturday and Sunday, but we'll see. I mean, it, it doesn't look great. But you never know with rain. So, but yeah, make sure you're, you're 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 getting the hit the refresh button, get the latest updates on that. Uh, final thoughts. Um, let's get this weekend over with. I wouldn't say that, but the <laughs> rain is here, and we have Saratoga and Delmar next week. So, and the Haskell, which I don't think. Listen, if the Haskell gets Vandaloon, Hot Rod Charlie, and Ron Bauer, which it is right now, that's who's going. That's that's one of the best Haskell's we've had in a while. So let's get excited about that. I mean, it's the racing is getting ready to get really, really good. Well, listen, the way
0: if you if you if you have those horses in that race, you you have the eventual, let's just say, the eventual Kentucky Derby winner. You have mm-hmm. the Preakness winner, and you have a horse who ninety nine point nine percent of every Belmont would have won with the effort he put in the Belmont stakes and lost, but you have those three horses running in the, in the Haskell. That's a
2: legit, I mean, that's what more do you want? And none of them can use the whip. so (laughs) It's going to be, I mean, that's the amazing thing. It's like this great race. And then all this cloud hanging over of there's no whips that can be used here. So it's going to be pretty wild to watch. I mean, it's going to be wildly entertaining. Uh, I I would say that if you've watched the racing at Monmouth, it can be a little bit of a grab bag of fun sometimes.
0: It, I mean, it's Mandaloon was, was, was pretty good in, in his return obviously at, at Monmouth and of course, hot rod, how he comes out of that huge effort. Um, you know, in the Belmont stakes, which feels like to me, it's weird. It feels like it was yesterday. The Belmont stakes does. Um, so yeah. how he comes out of that, and of course, you know, what are we, what is Ron Bauer really, you know, we can, you know, what, what kind of horse is he? So, um, you no, know, it's a, it's a great Haskell, it really is, and, and the, you know, the United Nations is on the undercard as well, which is a big time stakes race, uh, uh, turf stakes race, so that will be a great race as well, um, and of course Saratoga. So yeah, I mean, can we please, uh, please get, I mean, let's hope we get some good racing this weekend. We all love good racing, yeah. but I'm ready. Need Sartoga to get here in a bad way. Need Del Mar to get here. Need the Haskell to get here. Um Somo what Somo's attending. Uh he wants to know who has more of a Derby winner in the Haskell, Mandaloon or Max? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
2: I don't I don't I know. guess. That's a great question.
0: I mean, even I, though even though he like killed a bunch of horse or almost killed a bunch of horses. I mean, Ma- I mean, Max security was easily the best horse, you know, that day. Yeah. But, uh, I to go me, Max. to me, Mandaloon yeah. had, I mean, he's going to win by default basically. Um, because, yeah. you know, I mean, I get it why he's winning. I, I agree, but it, he had every chance to pass the horse down the stretch. <laughs> and didn't. So, um, I'd say Max, uh, Max security as well. But, no, it's it's, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you know this, this is the best time of this year of the year for, is because obviously with Saratoga and we find out something like we talked about with Knicks go and you're going to find out with some of these three year olds as they kind of exit their triple crown runs and and what are they and where are they pointing? You know, which three year olds going to be going to the Breeders Cup Classic at this point? Or it going to be, you know, going to be a win and you're in your end. Of course, the Haskell being a win and you're in your end. So you're kind of getting your you're really finding out who all these horses are and all these divisions as they kind of. You know, because now we're at that point where it's like, okay, I want to get to the horse of the classic. I'm working backwards. How do I get there? Starts the Haskell, whatever it is. So, yeah, you know, I mean, this yep. is this is where we're at. These horses are going to, you know, make their final prep, so to speak, into uh, training, you know, for the Haskell. and <laughs> Unless you're idle and you're training up for the classic. So, uh, in that case... <laughs> They've had their final prep, and that was in March. But other than that, yeah. uh, you know, these horses are are working up towards the, to the Derby or to the uh, to the Breeders' Cup. So um, it's great it's a great time of the year. So all right, yeah. uh, I'm Jared Welch. Of course, uh, he's Aaron Halterman. And make sure, like he said, I can't stress it enough. Good luck this weekend. But check the weather and check for updates. And stay, like up like don't don't look at it two hours before. And be like, hey, I looked and. And then you guys changed it. It's like, no. And I'm saying this for you, Samich, because I know you're listening. For the love of God, check right before they go off when it's a wet, the weather's shitty. Check. Make sure. Yeah. Because we, we are betting them, too. So we want to give the right picks. And, and if the horse scratched or the race is completely soft or off the turf or whatever, we're going to probably have changes. So sorry we get that all the time it's so annoying i had to make sure people understand that frustration but uh yeah just check it we're
2: one to nine we're one to nine to have an email on sunday that says you guys are saying you hit something and you didn't have it it's like <laughs> yeah, I, when did you do it 8 30 at 8 30 i printed it off it's like well i don't tell you then there was 27 scratches on your sheet you know it's like you didn't think to maybe check back i, I don't know
0: well, we know how it is. Some of those, some of those guys yeah. print it off and they turn the computer off. <laughs> their their Dell or their like compact computer, they turn off and they they just go and they go yeah. into go to the track or the OTB and they never look at it again. The next day, they're pissed because they say, "Oh, you guys are bragging about hitting that, and I, I had the three. And like, well, the three scratched, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, okay, we're not. Yeah. You know, it's not like it annoys us, but uh, <laughs> it does a little. Right. right. Yeah. I'm Jordan Welch, He's there, an Alterman. Thanks guys. Good luck this weekend.
1: racing for all of your needs. racing dudes.com for all of your leads. racing for all of your bets. racing dudes.com is good as it gets. racing dudes.com for all of your needs. racing dudes.com for all of your leads. racing for all of your bets. racing dudes.com as good as it gets.
0: <laughs> A lot of times it's in my, my, uh, my Tinder conversations, uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, when you ask what you, what you do or whatever, and and it's like, oh, so you ride horses. You're like, no, no, actually I do not. And not only do I not ride horses, I, I have no, like, I don't intend to ever ride a horse. Like, no, thanks.